the power of a story is that you get people along um, and you get them excited about something. In order to grow, you have to look at the pain. And, and this is also uh, where we are maturing. And so then the question is, what is the fabric in uh, involved.com that, that still keeps it together? Uh, it only took off when we asked and we started to ask the teams, okay, what do you want to uh, achieve? What, are, what is helpful for you? I, I often miss that excitement. Autonomy was in the way of effectiveness and getting results. Hey everyone, welcome to the Bol.com Tech Lab podcast. We share our experience with you. Speaking behind the screens of IT and tech in general at Bol.com, the largest e-commerce platform in the Netherlands and Belgium. We are sharing our approach to IT, e-commerce and retail platforms. The hosts of the show, Peter Paul van der Beek and Peter Brouwers. Hey, welcome. Yeah, so for us, sometimes uh, the preparations of the, of the podcast reminds me of the uh, improv theater uh, that we once had on the on the episodes. So it's not totally sure what we're going to do, but sure that it will be a good uh, episode in the end. So yeah, that's that's also where we are today. It's it's a lot about interaction and feedback and asking questions. And we also uh, talked about that uh, together with the business analysts, where we basically stated that yeah, curiosity is the common denominator that all uh, business analysts uh, should have. Uh, and the interaction, yeah, we we love interaction. Uh, the guests of today had, uh, yeah, really made a conscious decision to to interact a little more with us, have a conversation, uh, maybe also reflect some things back to us, and uh, also wanted to check uh, how we stand on that. And some people reach out to us because they want to know more about a certain topic. For example, on uh, DQS data quality servers. Some of, uh, of the listeners reached out to us, wanted to know more, and we tried to, uh, yeah, we brought them in contact with the uh, with the uh, with the people in Bold.com responsible for for it, and it also helps us to, as we like to do, give back to the community and uh, really help uh, out there. And Peter, what's the interaction we're going to have today? Yeah, indeed. Uh, yeah, we like interactions and feedback. That's exactly what we say in uh, our outro uh, tune. So. Um... Yeah, the guest of our show uh, reacted to one of our podcasts earlier this year. Uh, and he also reacted to uh, one of the external podcasters we were in as a, as a guest uh, from Hackages. Um, so uh, we reached out to, uh, to the guest and invited him into the podcast. Um, why? Yeah, because we think it's good to, uh, to look in the mirror every now and then. Um, and that's what we are going to do in this episode. Um, yeah. We are going to check uh, our stories with uh, the outside interview, and uh, let's see what that brings. So indeed, uh, it, it will be kind of improvisation for us. Um, but uh, yeah, the guests of the sh- of the show, time to introduce him and uh, let's start and uh, and look in the mirror, Peter Palm. Yeah. So our guest of today is uh, Thomas Heiting. Welcome, Thomas. He's a full stack uh, software engineer, product owner. Yeah, one of the, the questions that I would love to ask is kind of also as a check-in. Yeah, have you ever like reached out to other companies before, like you're doing now to us? And what was your experience? Um, well, I, I became more more actively recently at uh, on on LinkedIn and starting to read more posts, uh, listening to podcasts like uh, 
like that one of bot.com. Um, and I, I generally just respond because I view everyone as equal. So uh, whether they are an expert on, on the, in a certain field or whether they are a CEO of a company, um, they've always had something interesting to say. And so for me, it's, it's important to ask questions and to see yeah, what, what they're about, uh, what their thoughts are coming from, um, where they originate from. And so I just learn a lot from asking questions, uh, interacting with different people that I don't even know, but uh, they put their content out there. And so therefore I assume that they want some feedback. Um, otherwise, why would you put out any content? And so, um, and so that's what I do. I provide feedback uh, to, to learn more about uh, what they're thinking and uh, why they put the post up and the content. And, um, and sometimes the interaction leads to an, uh, a common shared knowledge uh, that we both can take away and, and grow from, hopefully. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, so maybe it's good to, uh, to start with a dilemma before we dive into the, the ideas behind your interaction. All right. Uh, and the dilemma, or actually it's more a statement is, uh, I only stop asking questions when I fully understand it. Meaning you never stop asking questions. Yes, if, if that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> Does that also work for you on, um, when you, I see indeed you, you um, respond on, on LinkedIn and you interact quite a lot. Um, do you keep that uh, interaction go uh, going till, uh, until it's, yeah, you're you're satisfied. Um, it it depends on on the response I get back. Sometimes you notice from a response that they really enjoy the interaction and they are very glad to go into very great detail uh, on a particular subject. I like to dive in really deeply. Um, so some people like that and and they enjoy going into detail. Some prefer just to stay on the surface and. Um, and, and don't like that interaction very much. They don't maybe see the, the reason or they don't have so, so much fun in it. So it, it really de depends on, on the per people that I'm talking to, whether I feel a kind of an, um, an, an, a magic going on where, where we both uh, are, are on, a, on, a, on a search, you know, to, to, find, um, to find meaning and, and to find um, the, the, yeah, the, what, it, what it means, what he's actually saying for maybe in practice, or for him personally, um, so yeah, that's that's kind of how I would judge the interaction uh, on, on LinkedIn, for instance, or on on uh, YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. So LinkedIn, YouTube, that's where uh, that's the the places where you interact uh, like this uh, right now. Uh, should say. Yeah. Or, or do you have other platforms? Medium, as well? Medium is also in, uh, in a website that has a, a lot of um, blog writers. Uh, that share a lot of ideas. Um, I recently started writing some some uh, topics as well on Medium, uh, just just to try out and see how how that works. And um, and and once you do it, you also notice that um, the, the that it helps you to understand the topic better. So as you're writing that uh, that kind of an article, um, you you dive into all the subjects and all the topics. And it's it's not just only for the listeners or for the one who read it, um, which is a very nice added benefit, um, but it also helps you to form your ideas and your thoughts as you are going through the motions of, of writing 
or talking about a certain topic. So it's 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 almost growing up as you're writing, if you will, <laughs> uh, yeah. getting mature on a subject um, by anticipating the questions that you might get. So um, yeah, that 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 is really a an, an very satisfying experience. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so so you come you came across uh, our posts. It, it was Hackett's post, and it was uh, one uh, one of the other uh, posts. I actually, had, uh, it, it's the data literacy and data maturity uh, post that you uh, reacted to, and uh, we um, we asked the one of the guests of that show to uh, to really uh, answer that question for you and uh, yeah r respond to it. Um, so you're asking questions to understand stuff, um, but you also said in in preparation talk we had um, you you like the holistic view. So that means that you're you're missing out stuff in 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 maybe conversations we have. Um, so what is that for you, the holistic view, and and yeah, what what, is, what does it mean to you? Yeah, so the, the holistic view, the, the way I see it is is that it it it, it can incorporate everything. Um, so when you're talking about a particular topic, um, you know, there are different ways of looking at a particular topic. You can look at it technically, you can look at it uh, in a process, you can look at it from a, a people perspective. You can look at, at one topic at very different angles. And the way I see holistic view is to kind of touch on each of those views that come up in your mind and to, then to ask the question, how would, how, how would that work out? or um, how would that interact together maybe with the technical uh, side of things? And so by switching camera view, if you will, angles, you, you, you look at the same object from different angles and it gives you a better understanding um, of, of what it will do in, a, in maybe in a, in a setting, in a company or personally or in a team. And um, yeah, so far I, I find it very beneficial to look in that way so that um, you don't you don't get like a tunnel vision and think oh I've got this great idea and you don't really consider all the other dimensions and I've I've seen many times in my own life uh, where you have great ideas and you miss out dimensions and so you run away with it and then people around you might tap you on the shoulder and say hold on what have you looked what might happen here if you do that or what would happen to the team if we did that or and so I, I really always appreciated that those kind of viewpoints um, because it makes it more mature and more balanced. Um, and then you can really judge whether the solution that you have uh, or that you've thought of is, is really going to work in practice and, and not just in theory in your mind because you only have one single dimension. Yeah. Can you, uh, what items do you uh, often miss in, uh, in stories? Yeah, so, um, of, of course, it depends really on the organizations, but most of the things is is really the, the customer story. I mean, we we call it user story, but the user is, is actually hardly, um, it's hard to get a picture of who really the user is. It's, it's, it's normally kind of a conjured up story by a business analyst or a, um, an, um, let's say a product owner or, or someone else in, in the organization that has kind of dumbed down um, the the story that they may have heard or they've interpreted. Um, but I, I think the power of a story is that you get people along um, and you get them excited about something. 
And so um, I, I often miss that excitement uh, and that um, um, the, the, the idea that now we're going to help this user, right? So who is this user? What, what, what might he look like? Uh, what, is, what are his day-to-day -day tasks? Just to get a background to get that, um, yeah, that connection with that user. And so I think we have in Scrum, we have a really nice formulation where we would say, you know, as a customer, you know, in order to do this, I would like that. And so we have a way of formulating a user story, um, which I think is, is good in process, but, but, but sometimes it, it, it misses out on, on the underlying desire and, um, and, and yeah, who that user really is. So, um, yeah, as technical people, it's it's hard to uh, to to have an image of it. Uh, we are not always very busy with customers as as IT uh, people. So uh, to get that feeling going and to really take people along on that journey on that story, it's I think really important. Exactly, and then like from uh, because in that in that uh, user story thing that there's. In general, also why why you value it, eh? Because that that that's I think that's that's one of the strong points already. Yes. What, what you would love to add is okay, and but besides this value that you're trying to express, there's more. Why this is so important for something that there's something who uh, I don't know a pain that uh, needs needs to be relieved for a user. There's something that will I don't know make him happier in a way or or something else that really uh, sometimes like on an emotional level really brings people further is, is that part or am i missing an aspect that you're referring to yes and no in, in in a way because if we would say let's add something um then you get into the process side of things so i i, I just um explained a little bit about what i would miss as an it person mm -hmm. um listening to that story now, uh, a way to solve that is, is a process view of it and say, okay, maybe we need to add more backdrop or more background or more context around this. And you might <clears throat> formulate that and say, we should now always have a context uh, on every story. And so you have a new process, let's say. Um, but but that, is, um, that is a way of, of solving it in a process, um, which might be a valid way. And in some cases, we might have to change the process to to bring more um, details or more interaction to the IT uh, teams, for instance. Um, but uh, this could also be solved by a, a product owner who's just really enthusiastic about his product. You know, and he knows he's in the lead. He knows that when that he calls the shots, um, he, he knows that his uh, his strategy mind is is valued in the company, and so he doesn't have to second guess all his all his ideas, and and so he is. He has this this fire going, uh, so to speak, and so he, he could bring over that fire um, just as easily by introducing that user story. And not all user stories uh, require such a, a, a fiery introduction, uh, but 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 some of them do, and and that that really depends on 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 um, um, yeah on how 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 important it is to the customer. Because the more important it is to the customer, of course, the more important it should be to the product owner. Um, and so that, that shared enthusiasm about about the, the the domain that they're talking about to bring that over to the team, um, yeah, it, it might be a slideshow, it, it might be a, just a short talk, um, it, it might be a little bit text, as you said, uh, you know, added to the user story, but um, 
yeah, like I said, that that's uh, that's a little bit of of the how you can view it from the different dimensions of how you're going to solve that particular gap in um, in feeling with with maybe let's say the IT uh, department. All right. Hey, yeah, uh, yeah. So far, maybe a, a bit the, the general introduction uh, to this uh, subject, and uh, it, it gives an insight in um, uh, what you um, why you started the interactions and uh, what do you mean with the holistic view. Um, I, I want to start looking in, into the mirror as as bot.com. So I want your your feedback on uh, what we what we put out there and uh, your reaction to that. But maybe it's good for the listeners to. Kind of introduce yourself a bit more right? so they know uh, what you're doing and what your background is um, why you're so focused on on data for instance so maybe it's good to, to start with that and then go to the yeah your your view on on yeah what we yeah. shared all right all right well yeah i'm thomas heiting i'm a, a father of six children i'm a, a senior software developer and engineer at fleetgo and um yeah, I'm, I'm mainly my background is learning on the job. So I'm uh, uh, everything I know I've, I've learned whilst doing it. Um, so I'm, I'm autodidact, uh, so to speak. Um, yeah, and I mean, I, I love I love data, as you said, um, but maybe uh, uh, to put a little different twist on it, I, I, I love understanding and understanding comes with data, uh, but also with many other uh, um, let's say elements, um, which you maybe can also express as data to make it a little bit more philosophical, let's say like experience. Experience could be data as well. Uh, if you go to machine learning, for instance. But um, um, yeah, it, I'm, I'm really I'm really filled on, on understanding and, and, and data can help a great deal with that. Yeah, did you always had that, that you um... That that you needed data to understand it, or uh, was was it something you built up along your career? Um, yeah, I, I think it, I think it, it came up as I had to make more decisions. So the more decisions I had to make in terms of what to focus on, what to learn, um, how to build the product, uh, maybe how to design an architect, uh, architectural design. Um, all kinds of questions pop up, uh, and so you have to get familiar. Um, with making decisions, um, but, but that's let's say on the designing uh, part, of course. But of course, if you're thinking about uh, products for uh, um, for customers, um, yeah, then then you first have to get an overview. What are we talking about? Uh, what's uh, um, what are, what are the current metrics uh, that we know of? Um, and uh, so, um, I think that just came naturally with curiosity. Uh, you you will need some data. And, uh, and specifically data from different viewpoints, so not only log data or um, or from a salesperson or you know, but but different data even from a customer representatives. Uh, as you're maybe listening in on a call uh, and you hear them talking to a customer, you know th that kind of data it helps to get an understanding of what is this organization about, how much do they really value their customers and their products and their uh, um, and their colleagues. So. Yeah, I, I think it came naturally. Yeah, okay, and that's where we where we. Um, it's actually a nice bridge to the to the this um, yeah looking into the mirror for us. How we uh, Peter Paul and I were guests at uh, the Hackages uh, podcast, and uh, it was put uh, online with a nice picture 
and your comment on that picture was uh, well really really great and we talked a lot about autonomy in the, in that one and your your suggestion was um how how do we measure autonomy in a team uh, that that's in a sense the 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 reply so yeah can you explain thomas what what was your idea behind behind this feedback and uh, and question and um, yeah let's dive into that one look yeah. in the mirror yes all right. Yeah, I think that um, the reason why I asked regarding the autonomy and the measuring of autonomy is the first essential question of what, what do we mean by autonomy? I mean, just you could look at the dictionary uh, word of it and then say this is what it means. But then you can say, what does what does it mean for Bob and Com? Um, you know, what, what what do we mean by an autonomous team? Um, how What does it look like? You know, what are the components of it? And so uh, we easily, from from the inside view, you know, maybe let's say from from ball.com, uh, you might you might talk about autonomy and have a very clear picture of what that means. But from the outside view, there are so many permutations of autonomy that you could think of uh, that it is it is um, hard to get an, an idea of of what uh, ball.com means by autonomy. Um, you know, there are different levels again, different dimensions in which you can be autonomous. And so um, that was my first curiosity is, okay, what 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 does Bull.com mean when they say, not what does it mean in a dictionary, but when they say autonomy in, in, the, in the context of a team um, in this case. Exactly, yeah. Peter Paul, do you remember what we uh, answered in the... In the no, the no, but, uh, but, but I can relate to it. So uh, you and I also do multiple uh, uh, interviews with the applicants who uh, want to software engineers who want to work at Polycom, and there you really see that the questions that they are asking is that they're testing our autonomy, uh, for example, on the level of okay, to what extent can I make decisions on what technology to use, so on what programming languages, on what frameworks, on uh, to what extent do you have standards, uh, to what extent do you have uh, a CI/CD pipeline in place, or what? What? What can I alter in it? What can't I alter it? So there, there, there. You see that they're really testing it. One of the other aspects where they are testing our autonomy is um, like decision making on on what to work on, how to design, um, uh, what. Uh, uh, Topics or epics will be uh, worked on in the coming month or months. So, so they they're really uh, on that, and I think that on both of these we have yeah, quite a high level of of autonomy. It can always be more, but we're quite autonomous, and that's also feedback that I that I get from the people who start working at us. Uh, what you also see is that there. It's like an other level to autonomy ever. So, so um, yeah, we're not a startup anymore. We are at, at least a scale up, eh, given given our size and and, and things. Uh, but given our size, you see a tendency with a lot of companies where they would typically centralize a lot of things. And we're also centralizing some of the things, but some of the things where you really have to uh, find your way of working with your 
uh, end users. Hey? So, and for us, that could be like real uh, end users who are buying on our platform. That could be uh, partners selling on our platform. That could be suppliers. Uh, that could be uh, other parties who use our API to build uh, apps or to make integration with uh, other uh, web shops, all kinds of, of, of things like this, that, that we really, like if you would, um, where you would in some companies have a tendency, hey, they all have something in common and let's make something that will that, that fulfill all their needs. Then we will have a tendency to break this down and say, okay, if you need, for example, CRM for your for your customers on the platform, we have specific things for this for your suppliers, uh, for 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 the partners. So we can really tailor this to this needs. And so there's autonomy in the sense of independence from decisions that are made towards the. Uh, the customers that won't interfere with the uh, suppliers or, or the partners. And there's also, there we also, it's not uh, people making decisions, but also that we are in a sense willing to spend more so that we're uh, to sacrifice like a little efficiency where people can tailor it and uh, go for uh, effectiveness of their communication or their interaction. Uh, with people's, uh, and I think that's also quite an interesting example. And uh, to what extent our autonomy? Yeah. Uh, and to like, add to that, uh, what I also get from from interviews, from job interviews, is that um, people want to know. Uh, okay, I'm in a specific team working on a specific subject, but you have to interact with other teams. How does that interaction go? Do I need to do that myself? Uh, do I? Is there a hierarchy? Uh, sometimes in other uh, cultures, you, the hierarchy is always used to to have that interaction. So they also want to know uh, how how that works with dependencies and and impediments on uh, with with other teams. So that's also part of autonomy, I think. And yeah, as an example, I'm now working together with uh, with a team. Um, and when I, I joined uh, this logistics area I am in uh, half a year ago, there was one team, but the team became bigger and uh, we wanted to split up the team. But they were working together on, on one specific item, one, uh, uh, one service, combining a lot of stuff. So one of the items to do to make both teams after the split um, um, to become uh, autonomously we needed to split up that service as well into uh, two different uh, or even more different services. So that's also part of autonomy that you look in the the the, the real IT part of it and, and make your service landscape also uh, um, yeah scalable and and uh, enable the teams to be autonomous and and work uh, independent from each other. Yeah. Yeah. And so and so when I when I um, um, hear these examples. Um, um, then of course, for me, the question is, when when do when do they collide? When uh, when do you have an idea of autonomy, um, let's say as a team or as a company, and where they they actually butt heads together? Um, you know, we we have this idea of autonomy, and then we we talk about the happy flow, and maybe even give good examples of how they work uh, correctly. Um, but the, the interesting part, of course, is also to look at where where don't they work. Uh, where where do we see real uh, challenges and stress um, in these type of uh, arrangements um, that that need to be solved? Um, because um, 
yeah, you want to move forward as a as a as a as a team as a company, and um, and you want to um, you want to grow in that. And so, in order to grow, you have to look at the pain and 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 the and the suffering as well. And so, um, if you're talking, let's say, with an applicant or at an interview, um, a company is is quick to to show the happy path. Yeah. This is how it should work. Um, but of course, we 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 don't uh, talk about the the ways that we maybe have conflict with one another, and conflict is not bad per se. So that is already something that is maybe good to uh, to get, create a platform for. Um, but but how how are they solved, and how how is it just talking, or is it uh, is, does someone uh, do a, a prototype or a, maybe an experiment with something, and does he get the the, the space to do that, let's say? Um, so I'm, I'm also curious um, whether, yeah, where the challenges are in this in this model of of autonomy within Bold.com. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, the challenges, of course, are in alignment because if everyone can be autonomous without any framework or rule set, yeah, then basically uh, uh, entropy kicks in. <laughs> and for me, entropy is basically uh, like a striving to chaos. Yeah, that, yeah. that's that, and chaos is not uh, doesn't help in uh, in in growing or in uh, building a, building a solid, sustainable company uh, anyway. So we have to uh, indeed uh, get some form of alignment. And um, uh, looking back, eh, that is that. Um, that that framework that you need to align to that was that wasn't our strongest part I guess because and also for example other thing is also um, uh, let's say the the written word eh? so documentation is also something and which 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 helps uh, with with aligning sometimes um, uh, that sometimes. Yeah, a little what what we are lacking, I guess, and there you get uh, friction sometimes over uh, also because then you don't. Um, yeah, given that decisions are made at uh, at multiple places, yeah, because that's autonomous, um, you also get the idea. So okay, uh, they decided to go that direction and that seems totally logical and they decide to go that direction and that's also to totally logical for their context right. but if you look at the two together it is hard to explain how can this be that they're moving that way and they're moving that way right and that's also where, where there's tension right. you get the yeah that, and, and, and so and so that is an example at first you started up with let's say uh, um uh, in, in theory, yeah, so in theory, when when things are decentralized and and autonomous, then it is inevitable that that entropy sets in and chaos will 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 emerge, um, and then uh, you you give um, uh, let's say a more example of where two teams might uh, give or make two uh, valid decisions, but they go in total separate directions, and so then the question is, what is the fabric in uh, in bold.com? That that still keeps it together. Is it that elastic, or um, is there an, an, a maximum to the to the elasticity of of the of the fabric of at ball.com, or um, 
is there an, a, a strategy to uh, still combine the two uh, where both parties are happy and so that you don't have more entropy kicking in? Those kind of things. Um, so in the beginning, you, you, you mentioned something like, like the, uh, about the power of a story and there were people in the end uh, also gravitate to the, the truth in that, in that story. Right. And that's also where we are discovering that we need to make a step there and that we, so one of the things we worked on in the, in the last year is that we had, we made a lot of, uh, let's say, strategic decisions on where to go to, but we kind of lacked like the, 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 an IT or a tech vision that basically is the, the container for those. So one of the things that we did that to, to kind of pull this together is to say, okay, so then we uh, are moving to this vision or again, a shared story that we, that we are gravitating to and that we will help us, uh, maybe not in the sense that we're setting real strict boundaries, but in the sense that we have something to gravitate to and the same is with our API development, where we really try to support teams to it, do it in a certain way, but we don't have um, API uh, uh, policemen uh, running around uh, checking codes. Yeah, you can do this, but we have we have like like something that we hope that teams are gravitating to, and sometimes that still uh, results in because there's no police. That results in teams uh, shouting, "How can it be that they create an API like this? How? What were they thinking?" <laughs> uh, but but still, like over years, you see that that we are, uh, uh, yeah, moving to the same trajectory, and we really value like this gravitating towards, and we still kind of um, are not that fond of policemen running around. Let's, let's call it like yeah. that. So, so if I may pick up something that, that I think that you said is very important is um, you're, you're relating, let's say, the inspiration from the product owner, you know, that, that brings the energy towards one singular point, let's say, right? The, the solving of that one issue from that one user. And um, when you have autonomy, the, your main communication skill will be um, inspiration. You know, you, you can't make anyone do anything, or at least that's the idea of it. So you, you're trying to inspire, right? And, and, and so you're trying to pull more than pushing. And, and, and uh, the better your story, the better your, your, um, um, your idea, uh, the more, let's say, energy it, it will attract and, um, and people will be um, more likely to follow uh, that kind of um, inspiration. Whilst, of course, if it is just an, an, a chart on a, on, a, on a shared drive somewhere that says, you know, and, and these are our values and you shall know them. And at the end of uh, two weeks, uh, we will ask you whether you know all these values. Uh, of course, that does not inspire. And so um, what, I, what I think you, you, uh, you rightfully point out, uh, Peter, is that um, you need this, this kind of energy and this, this um, this inspiration so that you can still pull even though people might look at it from different perspectives and are are heading a different trajectory 
by by creating an an an, an inspiration, um, people are more likely willing to 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 see it from each other's viewpoint and and maybe uh, go to a, one particular point rather than diverge and 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 end into chaos. It, does it make any sense? Yeah, it does does it does in a sense. And you what you say is also it requires inspiration from like a PO or or some in a way leader in uh, in 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 the, the the expedition that you're you're going on to to move in a, a certain direction. And what I think that um, is is the a layer that's still uh, again under that one is that we. Uh, and then again, it comes to hiring, are searching for people who feel like a drive to get, to achieve certain things so that they are um, uh, easily inspired by themselves to achieve on a technical level or together with uh, with a team, something for, for a business user. It really has uh, uh, like a drive to move in that direction. And I, I can't really relate to how it is today, but I can recall that when over over eight years ago, that when I when I entered Bull.com, that I feel like 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 there was a drive that I haven't hadn't encountered before at other companies. That really was okay. We were that that really was striving forward, an, an energy, uh, yeah, where we all moved into at least a direction forward, willing to improve like. On a daily basis and going there, and I think that that's uh, something that's really hard to measure or or to point out, but that you really need if you want to go into the uh, yeah the, the, that inspiration and pick up that inspiration and indeed move beyond these these powerpoints and other charts that you're. Mm-hmm. For, for me, one of the best examples for that was uh, well, I, I think it was five or six years ago uh, when we. We were in a traditional organization with the development uh, part and an operations part. Uh, we had sprints, and every uh, uh, two weeks we uh, we wanted to, um, or it was even maybe four weeks we uh, we wanted to, uh, and we combined all the the sprint work from all the teams, put it in one release, and we we wanted to bring that release into production via an acceptance period, and uh, and it became quite a hassle because we became bigger and bigger, and it was not doable anymore. We realized we need to. Yeah, we needed to change that. So we set up a program for that with project leads, uh, program managers. We thought of the objective, and we we wanted to uh, yeah keep that going. Uh, but it, because it was kind of top down approach, it it didn't take off. Uh, it only took off when we asked and we started to ask the teams, okay, what do you want to uh, achieve? What are, what is helpful for you? Uh, and and. Then the, the teams became owner of it, and uh, some teams became front runner, and then it, it started working. And the 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 only thing eh, between uh, quotes the 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 project team needed to do was to enable the the teams with the 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 the, the tools. And that's when uh, the the project the project was called Man on the Moon really took off and and uh, became uh, successful. So that that was indeed this drive from the teams that that made it work and uh, and uh, yeah became a success. So in, in the other yeah, looking the other way around, if you if you feel that that uh, that you that something is not going as uh, and not going that in the pace you you would expect or uh, and 
then this can be the symptoms, right? The team yeah. doesn't own it. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and I think it's, of course, um, very easy um, to take over when a team does not perform well or uh, when you when the decisions are so divergent from the other teams that you say, okay, hold on a moment, it's, it's good you're autonomous, but not in this way. As long as you, you know, as you stay in, in one lane, uh, you know, you, you can drive autonomously, but uh, uh, as soon as you, you may take a different uh, exit, um, yeah, we, we might actually grab the steering wheel and, and pull you back in. And uh, and that's I think where where the inspiration comes in, where you where you actually can't take the wheel. This is not an option uh, in an in an autonomous organization. But you you can inspire and um, and you can take it maybe even up to your problem and say, can you understand the problem I would have if two teams would take two separate directions? And th this is the problem that we'll be having. We'll have divergence in a way that they might not be anymore um, able to be reconciled uh, at a later point, and so that will create. Uh, trouble later down the road and so how would we solve this so you would basically put the two teams together and say you guys are on the total different end of the spectrum here uh, this is the problem or the challenges that it creates maybe we should just accept it that might also be an outcome but maybe the two of you should talk and see um, how we can solve this problem that emerges through an autonomous process which we think is uh, is very important and we don't want to uh, interrupt in that and so maybe the, the two teams have to find a way to to um, to come together to reconcile, um, and, and that also might be a way of inspiring, um, you know, as as a leader, saying, you know, we, we want to reconcile, and so um, you know, don't, don't make this too hard. <laughs> we we want Bolt.com to be a success um, and and not uh, and not suffer for the sake of autonomy, right? Yeah. So 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 it's 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 this fight or balance. Um, yeah, that's needed. I, I think what you say is uh, correct. Eh? The, that the, the the real proof of autonomy is is there when the, the pressure gets on the organization, and and, uh, and then you do you should see what what's happening with autonomy. If you tr indeed try to grab the the steering wheel and and take over, then you know there's something going on, right? And and I can think of one. Um, item when that when that happens and and but then we are talking about more about incidents real big okay. incidents then you see that yeah we things become centralized more and and uh, people should um, oversee the whole uh, area and and do this this part we're also thinking about innovation stuff where, where we think okay this autonomy is uh, blocking too much we we take over do you Peter Paul do you see examples in uh, where autonomy is being proved like this? Uh, so, also what we had, had with, if, if you like make teams uh, autonomous uh, uh, and totally autonomous, then they can basically decide on what they will work on. So basically on their roadmap or their planning or whatever you call it. Uh, and then at the, uh, at the point that you need multiple teams to achieve something on the website, for example. So you need a, a website team, uh, three backend teams, and these three, three backend teams also need, for one of them needs two other backend teams to, to get functionality on the website. So yeah, if you're totally autonomous, yeah, then, you, then you're kind of uh, up to the gods to, <laughs> to get that on the website, because yeah, the, the importance to all of these teams is in the end, yeah, it's, depending on how important it is to their users. So there you have all to coordinate to get value. 
and 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 in this coordination, we have to let go of uh, parts of autonomy, uh, and that uh, and there you have to kind of weigh the uh, the value for some of the customers or the or the stakeholders, uh, which is sometimes hard to really make the the trade off to between us other. Now we we found kind of a an alignment process for that to have. Uh, because there we want some kind of what we call a handshake between these teams to say, okay, in the next uh, three or six months, we are going to work on this or we're going to complete this depending on, on what type of handshake. So that, so you can deliver this value together because some of the value you can only deliver with, with multiple teams. And there we need coordination because otherwise, uh, and there basically we suffered from Lots of product owners who just had to, as we call, drink a cup of coffees with others mm -hmm. to to get their thing on their roadmap because otherwise it didn't work. And there, uh, <laughs> that really, uh, the autonomy was in the way of effectiveness and getting results. And there we had to say, no, we need some coordination mechanism here because and and thus less autonomy. And thus, if you reach a handshake. You will work on it, but you still can with, with arguments debate about why you can't make it. But then it's at least clear up front, and we don't have to do the hassle in between. Mm -hmm. so, so, so that's where we need coordination over autonomy. Yeah. So, so, so one of one of the things I like to say about this is that is this a, is this a conscious um, decision, or is this that let's say emerged? Yeah, so so th this is like um, uh, like an us realizing that the way we were working didn't work out. That 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 we uh, basically had to spend too many hours of product owners trying to align over a lot of teams or with a lot of teams to get things done, and that we needed something to put in place. And then we go search for okay, what would be a great thing to put in place or what would be the best or what would work for us and and, and can scale uh, for mm. the coming uh, years and 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 then that's what we that will be our next step so for me it's it's always i sometimes kind of compare with what you do with like when you do like a, a, a safe to skilled agile framework implementation then you basically get, get framework and you're going to fill in all the pieces, and then in a few years, you're there. Mm -hmm. you're, you're there. That's that's never what we do. What we do is, okay, we want to fix the next problem that we have because we have grown or some other things emerged, and then we have to find a way. And, but in the end, if you look at it and look at how many of the, the high-level things that are in SAFE that should be implemented, I think that we are at 80% or something like that, 85 maybe, which is way higher than some people who start out with the framework and then start implementing it. But it, it's not from a framework, it's from a, what do we need in the next step of our uh, growth development, maybe maturity even. Yeah. Maybe this is also uh, where we are maturing uh, and growing to, to another level. Oh, cool. Hey, and I think the circle is quite uh, almost uh, round because uh, and one of the questions uh, Thomas asked was, okay, but how do you measure this uh, autonomy? And in this example, the, the drinking 
cup of coffees uh, and product owners drink a cup of coffees together was actually presented as yeah it was obviously between uh, quotes again but but one of the items that that we uh, needed to uh, to lower had to to kind of measure if if we become successful with this with this process that Peter Paul just uh, described so that's cool yeah well it, it, it's interesting that that um, you you could also view the drinking of coffee you know we, we, we you're trying to stimulate um, communication within a company right mm -hmm. and so um, the, the 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 meeting of shopping with the other product owners um, of course uh, it depends on the proportions happens at but um, but it, it's not necessarily uh, a bad thing in and of itself. And so um, so I, I would just be curious from an outsider perspective, and, and maybe it will go too deep for, for this particular podcast, but uh, I would be very curious as to um, how, how conscious was the decision to give up autonomy uh, for the exchange of a, a centralized, let's say, uh, coordination, and or would it maybe, um, um, or would it maybe also warrant a, an, a particular um, yeah, would I say introspection to see how come that we need so many cup, cup of coffees to actually come in alignment? Is is there some maturity lacking, let's say, between the product owners? Um, you know that that that, that this these stuff stuff is needed to become centralized. Um, you know, I'm, I'm viewing this picture of the the parent that has to step in to solve the problem of the, of the kids. Say, okay, this kids, this problem is too big for you. <laughs> you know, I, I'll solve it. Uh, this is this is how it's done. Uh, versus, you know, trying to see, okay, how can I bring the the children to a particular level where they can actually become more efficient in um, in cooperating together and uh, getting more alignment without the centralized, um, let's say, uh, element of things. So, but that, that's just a question that I maybe I like to pose, and maybe we have to park for this moment. But uh, it's certainly interesting, I think. Yeah. I think indeed that there's all, uh, that's another subject to, to really dive into almost. Um, right. Yeah. So, but Peter Paul, maybe your first reaction on that before we go to the closing round already, because uh, that's that time again. Yeah, so for me, it, it really is that at some point, uh, given the maturity and the number of, of, uh, of interactions that, that there is, you can't, uh, you need some guidance, uh, at least from my from my point of view, uh, because uh, so that, so that, and whether when you make a decision, whether you really consciously uh, know uh, where you will be taking a part away from. Eh? So here we're doing additional coordination, so we're taking away some autonomy. I'm not sure if that was making made too consciously, but at least it's there, and I think. Most of us agreed that it was a good step forward. Uh, and of course, we will be making new steps because we are learning of this experiment again and, and, and moving forward. And I think that that's, that's the whole pattern of, of learning from these experiences and moving forward. Uh, sometimes explaining indeed, fun. yeah, we know that it's going to harm something that's important for us, but we need it to get to that. And we don't see any other way or too expensive for the blood. Um, I think that that's at the, at the core of it. Yeah, of course, we don't know what would have happened if they maybe had matured in a way that they could interact in a more efficient manner. True, totally and true. So, 
that, as just as an interesting theoretic uh, idea yeah. that, that that may have been a lost opportunity to grow in that uh, area. Yeah. Um, but, but again, like that is the outside perspective uh, that, that I'm giving uh, and that I'm getting from from my point of view is uh, yeah. is these questions. And uh, and I, I don't see that there is particularly a harm in in experimenting in these kind of ideas and saying, okay, but what would have happened, right? And and so maybe the next time that you choose for a centralized uh, option, you'll say, well, let's what what would it what would the model look like if we would go if we would stay in that autonomy lane and we would actually push for more um, um, maturity uh, among the, among the teams? What would happen then? What is the resistance and what is the result? So that, that will be very interesting. True. All right. Yeah, and I think it's already uh, now now time for the closing round. So um, yeah, Thomas, uh, the, the question we always ask our uh, guests is, yeah, what is the most important takeaway you want to give to the listeners? Okay, I think um, I think mine for, for me, it's that if you choose for autonomy, that the, the, um, the automatic communication pattern is um, is inspiration. And um, if you really want to stay pure to autonomy, then all you can do is inspire. And, uh, and I think that's a very strong communication skill to inspire uh, team members, to inspire teams. Um, and that, that requires a particular energy and enthusiasm and also know-how um, that, um, yeah, that, that takes a lot of time and practice maybe. But uh, I, I think it'd be really rewarding uh, if, uh, if if one could master it in order to to move uh, teams or team members into a certain direction. So um, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. Well, the holiday season is coming up, so that means that we have a vacation planned. And uh, for me, it's uh, it's a signal to uh, maybe. Look if there are some books available for storytelling. So uh, inspiring people is uh, is uh, what I learned from this. It it was nice to to find out indeed uh, we are going in a, in a specific direction with this episode, talking uh, looking into the mirror, and uh, we uh, we started with autonomy, and actually we stayed with autonomy uh, all the time. But I think we touched upon on a lot of related topics, um, and it it really started me thinking again. Uh, 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 yeah, how to explain it, how to uh, address this with uh, with examples. So, thanks for this, Thomas, and thanks for your yeah. time. Uh, uh, yeah, showing us this mirror. So, yeah, thanks. Uh, likewise, I, I learned a lot as well. So, uh, and I really appreciate it that uh, that I could come along. And I think that really shows the interaction that you're looking for as a as a company. So, I think you really put the D to the word, and. Um, I think that's very admirable. So uh, thanks very much for allowing me uh, to do this. Thanks. Thanks, uh, Thomas. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you liked the episode, check some of the others. Go to Spotify or iTunes, search for TechLab and subscribe. Leave a five-star review so others can find the podcast easier and spread the word. We like interactions, so if you have any questions or suggestions, find us on Twitter, LinkedIn or mail techlab at ball.com. Hope to meet you in our next episode. Have fun.